welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. This is Ash. This is Tori. Guys, it's 22 days since we've been home in our house. I don't know. Um, but we wanted to thank you for all the messages that we've been getting asking us to do a new episode. And Tori and I are people pleasers. So we are going to do some new episodes for you. First, I wanted to give a shout out to some people who've been sending us Instagram messages, letting us know things that are happening. Karen Choi. Karen, is that right? I don't know. Let me go to your page really quick. I'm looking at it small, so if that's wrong, I'm sorry. I know you're a supporter of ours. She sent a message that said, thanks for the mini episode. I'm really glad I got to hear from y'all, even if it was only briefly. Have you been watching David Harbour's Instagram live videos? They are pretty great. He invites viewers to chat with him. He had a 13-year-old fan on yesterday, and it was super cute. I've watched some of them, so when you sent this message, I hadn't watched any because Tori and I haven't been on social media a lot. I mean, we have been just for like generalities, but not not really like keeping up with the podcast a whole lot just because there's other things happening but when you sent me this message I was able to go look at it and it was still up and it was super cute I did like it and then I watched one where he was just reading an entire article talking about like the Trump administration and, and his reaction to the COVID-19 crisis and I was like what is happening and I kept dipping out and dipping back in every like 10 minutes and he was like and then the CDC said and it was so funny I was like David's the best and then I think the last one I saw was just one of him washing his hands for like 10 minutes he was standing there and he was like scrubbing his hands and then you're like oh he's done he's just making a point and then he starts scrubbing underneath his fingernails so I thought that was good and I think I might have seen one where he was watching a movie with I think I believe his girlfriend Lily Allen and that was cute I, she was smoking on a couch and you know Tori doesn't approve of that gross smoking is disgusting um so good vibes to them so thanks for that also I wanted to give a big shout out to Beth Beth I'm gonna try to say your last name but if you know anything about me it's I don't know it. Is it barely? Am I close? That's what I was going to say, and I'm usually better, so. Beth. She says, hi, I've been binging all of your podcasts, and I love it. I was wondering if you still sell merchandise. This is crazy, because she sent this during the outbreak on a Wednesday, and I was like, you know what, Beth? I appreciate you. I think it's amazing that you're like, I'm going to buy some merch from the Upside Down podcast um, during the virus. Guys, that was me dropping a pencil off the table. And you know what? Someone went online and bought an Upside Down podcast tank top and two stickers. So, Beth, if that was you, thank you. And if I would, it wasn't, whoever it is, thank you so much. And we want to see pictures of you lounging in front of your TV, binging Stranger Things, eating ice cream in our shirt. That's going to be the best. Oh, we also haven't gotten a lot of these in a while, but we got an email from Emma. And I think she knows I'm not going to be able to say her last name because she says, Hey, Ash, my name is Emma. In parentheses, she writes, easy for you, Ash. It's like, burn, Emma. Like, in our first email, you're already <laughs> you're already taking me down. I thought we were going to be friends. She says, I recently found your podcast on SoundCloud. I listen to you every day while I do school. And I guess she means because a lot of kids are having to homeschool now, um, K through 12. I honestly don't think you'll see this. I did. Tori's seeing it now. But I'm still hoping. My season four theory is that Elle will try to see Hopper like she did with Mike in season two and see him alive and tell Will. Then they will get the group together and try to find him. She also recommended some different podcasts. We ain't giving no other Stranger Things podcast free promo no, on this show. thank you. We're losing followers by the day. I'm just kidding. Thanks for those. And she says stay strange, which I like. She could have ended it with things of strange, stranger things, stories. You know things. what? You're rude, Ashley. Uh, thank you, Emma, for the email. Wow, wow. Okay, so Tori, Tori coming in hot. I think that's a great idea. I imagine they will do something like that because Eleven, you know, that's her thing. When she can't see her mom, she goes into the void. When she couldn't see Mike, she goes into the void. When they're trying to find Billy, 
She goes into the void. So I think that that checks out. Thanks for emailing us, Emma. I messaged you back, and I hope that you got it, and I hope that you are safe and healthy. News. We were asked a lot. I did a poll maybe like six months ago, and I just kind of put some feelers out to some of our hardcore fans. Like, should we have a phone number so that people can call in and be on our show? And how it would work is you would just call the number. Sometimes we could pick up. Sometimes we can't. Um, and you would just leave a message. And then the message would just go on our show. It could be like a, hey, Ash and Tori, I love the show. Or it could be like, hey, I was watching season three, and I noticed in the background, whatever. And since we have done that, we have gotten one call. <laughs> And it was from Josh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, guys, please call us. Like, that's the whole reason this is up. You guys always say you want to be on the show. This is your best way to be on the show. You're going to have to leave a voicemail. Ashley loses her phone every 10 minutes. Like, not even a joke. Look, I'm not great with names. <laughs> I'm not great with cell phone chargers. Or sunglasses. Or sunglasses. I probably go through five pairs a month. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I'm a good person guys. And I set up this phone number. So give us a call at one six, one, two strange note that we couldn't get an 800 number because we couldn't afford it. This is a Google number. So we would love to hear from you. One thing to note is when we did test calls, it seemed like we had to let the phone ring. Like, I don't know. It felt like forever. And I looked in Google and it says it has to ring for 25 seconds. So don't give up. You'll hear a ring, a ring, a ring. And you'll be like, is it 2021? But wait, you'll hear our voicemail, and it's super cute. If for nothing else, call in to hear a special little message from our podcast mascot. <laughs> Guys, Tori just I found just, out that we're reviewing an episode. I just woke up. In all fairness, Tori wasn't going to wake up until 2 o'clock. We got to knock this out. So the episode that we're going to be talking about is Stranger Things, Season 3, Chapter 6, E Pluribus Unum. It's going to be kind of condensed. Um, it is Latin, E Pluribus Unum, for yeah. out of many, one. What is it? I think it's E Pluribus Unum. I just know that from Community because I've been watching I totally believe you because I am not known for my pronunciation of words. (laughs) And I think I've said it once and I've said it again. Guys, I have a master's degree in English (laughs) and the semiotics of language. And I I cannot say a person's name to save my freaking life. But here's the synopsis from Netflix. Dr. Alexi reveals what the Russians have been building and Eleven sees where Billy has been. Dustin and Erica stage a daring rescue. You know what? I think they've covered it all. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay straight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the episode opens on the Scoops Troop, and this is where they're seeing the gate, and Steve and Dustin recognize immediately what they're looking at, and they're kind of like, oh, no, this is bad, and they kind of explain to Robin and Erica, like, you know, they're like, what? And they're telling them, this is bad. We got to go. The Russians spot them, and they start running, and it's really funny because it's this very hectic opening. They're running, and I noticed it is a lot of Steve closing doors. It's a lot of Steve being like, ah, and then closing a door, and then like, ah, and then closing a door. So Because the Russians apparently have not figured out how to open doors yet in the 80s. Well, what's interesting is that they're closing all these doors but they're not like locking any of them or putting pulling stuff in front of them when you're in a hectic situation you might not really be paying attention to that but there's some heavy doors and there's some stuff nearby and it's like just knock that box down in front of it um i thought that would be funny if like erica would have done that but so that's basically what's happening and robin and steve get captured it's a really nice moment where he's holding the door but he can't so she comes over behind him and she's giving them that that extra power and you know they're telling uh dustin and erica they need to get away they need to go find help and dustin's just standing there and it's so funny he looks at steve and he's like, I won't forget you. And they're just like, get out of here. Go get help. Um, and I love that. And then, you know, we go over to the gang and they're in the hospital after Mike and Eleven read that M&M's package, got all that information they oh needed. My God. Guys, deep cut for a last episode, like was, three or four was, episodes ago. 
Um, and they are, Will is touching his neck. He realizes that he's in the hospital. We go to Nancy, and it's the scene where she is just running through the hospital with Jonathan, and she's trying to escape the, the blurb. What are we calling that thing? I don't know. The, I don't know. That thing is scary. That thing actually genuinely scared me when I watched this. I feel like they showed it in a trailer, and so I was expecting it, but I can't remember. No, I mean, like, the whole just hospital scene just freaked me. I think I just don't like hospitals, like, at all, but it just, like, totally freaked me out. Like, I thought the Duffer Brothers did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I also was paying a lot of attention. They were doing close-ups to Nancy, and I noticed her really runny eye makeup, and it made me think about our friend Amy Forsyth when she was talking about how she kind of did a progression with uh, Nancy's makeup up throughout the season and then talked about how it was just really smoky eyed and just runny during that scene because they did a close-up of her face and I was like great work oh non-related to anything I got an email the other day a work email from a colleague who is older than me and we are working on a big project and out of nowhere she says Hey, FYI, my friend saw saw Nancy and uh, Jonathan or Natalia and Charlie Heating eating lunch at Grant Park. And I was like, what? Like, when? it was just funny because it was like, one, why am I getting this email? We're working on this important thing, too. Like, how do you know that I like Stranger Things? Does yeah. everyone know? I mean, I do have a small 11 on my desk, which is pretty cool. I guess when I started working there, like, forever ago, they asked me, what's one weird thing about you? And I was like, I do a podcast about Stranger Things. But they send out tons of those in a day, and I didn't really think anyone was paying attention. And I guess that they were, um, which I thought was interesting because that means, guys, that they were out eating during the lockdown. Yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. Like, are they talking about, like, recently? Because I, I would have assumed since- It was Wednesday of last week. What? But in all fairness to them, it might have been, I didn't go into details. I didn't ask her. Like, I I don't know. She, I don't know. She's kind of. I would have assumed that they would have left by now, like gone back to wherever. I don't think so because they're from New York and that's a really dangerous place to be. Also, they have a house here right now, I believe, because they're going to be filming for the year. Theoretically, that was the idea. And you're not going to get on an airplane and travel. And they were, the cast was here. So I think if you're here, you're here for now. But, you know, maybe they were doing a lunch pickup. We have a lot of Atlanta restaurants doing lunch pickups or maybe they were preparing. We don't know. But um, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, in the middle of this crisis, people are like, oh, got to tell Ashley. (laughs) I saw those those Stranger Things cast members out and about. So back to the show, we see Eleven. So basically the monster comes in and Jonathan is actually being kind of a badass. He's not afraid. He's running down the hall. He's trying to save Nancy and he takes like um, an oxygen tank or like something and he's like banging it into the door and he's really trying to get to Nancy. He's freaking out and the door flies open and you're like, yeah, Jonathan did it. And then it's 11 and you're like, oh, of course, of course, 11 did it. This episode has one of my favorite lines where Lucas is talking to the gang about like this is later in the episode, but he's talking about kind of like they they have to be brave and go find the monster and take on the monster and Max looks at him you mean and she goes you mean Eleven's gonna fight the monster yeah. it's like let's keep it real like with how it's going but so she she comes in and she whips him around like a rag doll and then she throws him out the window and he's on the ground and this is a big why moment for me the gang has dealt with these entities before so by now they're scared but they're not really like they're brave like they kind of know what's happening and they're in for the fight so this blob has laying on the ground right it's right in front of them we're looking at it like count it's like 10 seconds before it slowly inches its way to the sewer and then to go down to the sewer and it's just an interesting question like they just stand there or they watch it and I'm like that's just interesting because this is when it's I at guess, its I guess weakest right now, moment that is true but I guess right now they're not really trying to like fully stop it because they know that that's not like the end of it 
And I guess they're trying to just, like, stop it for now so they can get out of the hospital. Because obviously they don't want to bring it back into the hospital and, like, kill all those people. Checks out. I mean, and it does mush down and it goes over to Billy and Heather. And that's, it's kind of reuniting with all of their gang. But it just seems like somebody, it would have been a funny moment if, like, Lucas or someone ran over and started stepping on it. Like, just something to show that they're, like, I don't know. But it's a beautiful shot. Like, obviously them standing outside the hospital and then the, like, slow pan into their faces as they realize the gravity of, like, what's happening to them. Uh, And we go from that scary moment to the credits and then it opens on the fun fair. So it's like a beautiful summer day and it's Mayor Klein yelling at a hot dog guy. If you know this hot dog guy, let us know. Tell him to DM us. I think it's really interesting because I feel like he was just an extra for the day. And then, you know, Carrie comes over to him and yells at him and he has this one line. And I just thought that was really interesting. He doesn't seem like an actor. Not that he was bad. He just seemed very, maybe it was his like organic way of seeming nervous that the mayor was yelling at him. But I just wondered if that was an extra background worker as they like to be called. And we see Gregory and we see the Gravitron. Funny, I watched this episode, I don't know, like two or three weeks ago with Kilby up in her room. We moved like a giant screen into Kilby's room. And we've been watching like a lot of like teenage movies on it with her. But we watched this episode and I remember I was thinking about just how much Gregory, the actor that plays him, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and the way he mimics him and the way he sounds like him. And Kilby was just like, I gotta go on this Gravitron. And I was like, Buck, I think you're too small. Like, I think you're too short because I don't know if you've been on one. You've been on one, right? Oh, I, that is my absolute favorite ride ride at any fair. I literally was begging my boyfriend like a month and a half ago to go to this like janky little fair right before you go into Atlanta. And he was like, we are not going to that. I was like, but the Gravitron. Tori has a boyfriend, guys. Okay. Spread the word. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Joe Carey. She's taken. Sorry, Joe Carey. She's unavailable. And he, he is unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Um, <laughs> so basically, he's he, they're in there and they're fighting. And I think a funny moment is just how Mayor Klein is kind of like, well, you know, you need to do a better job because you let him get away. And Gregoria is like, no, this is your problem. You need to tell us what's happening with him. And then they do the thing where they spin around. I wonder how they shot that, if that was like a practical effect or a special effect. Because, man, standing in there while that thing was going, I have really bad nausea. That would make me puke. Also, it like pushes, <laughs> your, pushes your body down to where like Yeah, like you can't move. But there, yeah, that's one of the things I thought was interesting, too, is like Gregoria's standing over Mayor Klein holding him as it's spinning and it was like I don't know that that would be I don't know they were definitely like in a Gravitron machine and they somehow were able to like rig the cameras and like spin them around to make it look like it was happening there's no way because I've tried to stand on one of those not happening yeah I haven't been on one since I was a kid but because I get real sick um I'll be barfing all over (laughs) everybody in there with me and it would not be fun for you so then we go over to Hopper and Hopper is with Murray and Joyce and Alexi and Alexi's watching cartoons and basically Hopper pulls up with the Burger King sponsor alert Burger King and he has they did do something during the show too didn't they they had like the 11 nose packets with the blood on them I think so yeah yeah smart marketing team guys and he pulls up and the upside down burger was that a real thing yeah, I think okay. it, I think it was a burger maybe packaged upside down because like it wasn't upside down burger, just a burger that you flip over. We don't eat meat, so we don't know. Um, but I feel like that's what the picture was—just a burger that had yeah. been flipped over. And the, maybe the bun was black. I don't really remember. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Are you are you glad that we're doing this podcast? <laughs> are we are you we bringing you the content that you've been dreaming of? And so basically, Hopper brings in the Slurpee and he brings in the Burger King and they're just like eating their sandwiches. And Hopper is at his most Hopper here too. He's just so aggravated. He's like, the Burger King is no. Nowhere near the 7-Eleven and he's giving 
you know, Alexi commands and he wants to know like what's happening at the Starcourt Mall and he's demanding things and Murray is translating. And this is the famous scene where we get, you know, Alexi drinking the strawberry Slurpee and he's like, no cherry, no deal. And Hopper rages. And I think a lot of this is supposed to be played for comedy because like Hopper is grabbing Alexi and he's like dragging him on the table and Murray's like, no, no. And Hopper's like, I'm not going to hurt him. And they play this music that's like, but it's like, it's not funny. Hopper is having emotional problems. Like, Someone please help him. Um, also, I did not know strawberry Slurpees existed. I do not think that they do. Not for brothers. I'm surprised that you would want one anyway. You don't drink sugar. Like, you're not a sugar person. You're a salt person. Guys, yeah. how I talk to you about the amount of salt Tori puts Stop. on a meal. Stop. Some doctors are going to come and comment <laughs> under our post and tell me I'm ruining my veins or something. I, I Mind your business. I've never seen someone put so much salt on their food. And sometimes I'll make her something anything. and I'll just douse salt on it. And I'll be like, this is disgusting. And she'll come over and stir it and be like, no. Not <laughs> Stop. Not, not enough. That's a stranger thing. Okay, so basically Alexi runs out. There's the whole point. It's very hectic. A lot of screaming where Murray and Joyce are screaming at Hopper that he's let Alexi go. Alexi's getting into his car and he's playing Kilby's favorite song from the soundtrack, Neutron Dance. Oh, yeah. She also loves uh, John Mellencamp. She likes that song a lot too, which is surprising the songs that Kilby takes too. But so Alexi stops and he comes back in and everybody, you know, Hopper does his smirk like, told you, Hopper was right. And I love Hopper, but sometimes it's like smack. What is that, like Benny Hill or something? I don't know. I don't even know either. So they go in and they realize, and Alexi is going to, you know, tell them what they need to know. We go back to Dustin and Erica, and they are in these, like, catacomb tunnels. They're trying to, like, get through the underground so that they can figure out how to get help or how to go back and save Steve and Robin, which we know ultimately is what they do. This is a problem. This is a... I had a problem with this one area in the show, and there's a part where Erica is telling something to Dustin. Gosh, what was it? Oh, she's talking about how he's taking too long, and she's trying to break down the time frame of like, well, if we walk from here to here and this distance and this distance, this is how long it's going to take us to get. And he looks at her, and he's like, you're a nerd. And it's like, okay, I get that, because generally she's not talking about anything like that, right? Although you think he would have thought that back when she was doing the whole um, what's in it for Erica, like in the first few episodes where she was kind of telling Robin and Steve and Dustin her demands to do this. It let her know that she was smart, and she's talking about a cat capitalist society but this is the part that I have a problem with is he uses my little pony as a thing to say that she's a nerd he's like you like my little pony therefore you are a nerd and it's like that's not the case because in the 1980s if I am correct they're just general toys that people like I was gonna disagree until Ashley said that I absolutely agree now I guess this was written in the 2010s the or almost 2020 I don't know I don't know what we're calling it but now it's nerdy, like any adult or anybody who likes My Little Pony, they're like, oh, you're a nerd. But in the 80s, he was like one of the most popular toys. Yeah, it was just like having a toy. You weren't like, if someone was playing a Nintendo Switch today, you would be like, you're a nerd. Like, it's just a toy. It's yeah. just a thing that people have. FYI, Animal Crossing, guys, get on it. We're on there. Keep telling a certain mascot to build me a Stranger Things Animal Crossing person, but it has not happened yet. <laughs> I'm waiting. She can. <laughs> she can. I believe in her. A little bald, little bald bunny with a little pink dress and a blue jacket. Aww. Guys, get on it. Animal Crossing. But yeah, so that for me was like, when I heard it on the show, I thought it was crazy. I was like, my little pony, you're a nerd. That's, that's, it's not like it's a brony and today. What, yeah. Bronies, live your life. I'm just um, saying. 
Bronies, live your life. Okay. What I was going to say, actually, I forgot what I was going to take one. But you know what I did like was the crossover marketing with that because they made those really cool My Little Pony toys, um, which our friend, I believe the Hawkins reporter is still his Instagram tag. He messaged me about it back when he found one and I went out immediately and dug through the stores and found one. So we have one of those little cute. Oh yeah, cute... I forgot we do. Yeah, we bought one. Um, I think we paid $14, $15 for it. Or you know what? It wasn't in any of our stores. I'm totally remembering what happened. I went on like an eBay or something and I bought it for like 20 bucks. It was supposed to be 10, but people were selling Ashley's it for like. a liar, guys. I forgot. I forgot. It slipped my mind. It slipped my mind. I totally forgot how I did it until I was telling you about it. But we have one of those. It's really cute. Kiwi wants to play with it, but I'm like, we can't open it. But I'm sure at some point it'll be like, you know what? Just play with it. What are, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're not going to make millions off our Stranger Things collection in like 20 years. I'm like, there was a podcast. It's not going to be for like it had 50 years. 14,000 listeners. <laughs> they have pictures like you'll see on Antiques Roadshow. Well, my mom and my sister did this podcast. <laughs> there are pictures of them with Millie Bobby Brown. Um, they've got this original pony. I don't think that's going to happen, but it might happen, guys. Back to the show. So Steve and Robin, they get tortured. This is a great moment for Joe and Maya Hawk as actors. It's excellent. Just the, like, the chemistry that they have with each other as actors is really, really great. The way that they're laughing about things and the way, you know, she's like, something's wrong with us. And he's like, something's wrong. Like, it's just very, like, very quick and very funny. Their comedic timing together is really good. Yeah. I mean, he has really great comedic timing. Like, Joe Curie is just so funny. But she really brings something to this. And, you know, we have the part where they're trying to get out of the chair. And they're just, he's getting beaten. And he's like, I work at Scoops Ahoy. Look at my outfit. <laughs> and he's like, USS Butterscotch, Baskin Robbins, tie-in. So they have the truth serum. And they're sitting there. And he starts telling them about Dustin. And Robin's like, what are you doing? And then Dustin and Erica come in. And they save the day. And Dustin, you know, uses that cattle prod looking thing. I don't know what is it? I don't know the electrical thing and he puts the uh, torturer Aww. guy in the heart well he's you know getting a villain yeah the cattle prod that made me sad <laughs> I don't like it either guys no I'm not gonna get, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna preach it no <laughs> preaching on the podcast not to get political but all I'll say is Tori and I love cows um so they save the day and you know they go they run away and we go back to the most powerful scene. We go to Eleven and she's in the void and she is experiencing something like nothing she's experienced, you know, that we've seen yet. But before she does that, she's in this room and she's kind of trying to figure out where is Billy? I need to find him. And you see that she's really pushing herself. There's a stack full of bloody tissues because Elle doesn't know how to recycle, guys. she got like 50 tissues. You just fold the tissue and you reuse it, Eleven. She couldn't have grabbed a washcloth. You could just wring it out. Like There's 50 tissues with blood and she's looking for him and at the same time, we have the gang they're all reunited and they're in the other room Jonathan and Nancy are kind of like looking through a phone book trying to find fertilizer companies trying to just figure out what's happening they she's making, making calls <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they're trying to figure out the food source because they know that it has a food source and then we've got L or no I'm sorry we've got um Max and Mike and they're just having this bitter fight out over you know the fact that everyone is having L use her powers and Mike is like really worried about her and one of the things I think is funny in this is that you can see Finn Wolf's hard little like mustache like when oh, he's God. talking he's got like a little thin I've seen pictures of like that Amy had posted or someone had posted of like shaving him like just trying to get it clean so that he looks a little bit younger than he is but in this episode you can actually kind of just see a little wispy um and I don't know I just thought it was funny not like hilarious but like oh there it is and he's fighting 
fighting with the gang and basically he does this long soliloquy about how everyone is taking advantage of Elle and especially Max and Max is like she's her own woman and Nancy agrees with her and then he basically just loses it and he says you're all taking advantage of her and I love her and I can't lose her again and that's a great moment because everyone's reaction is so different like Max's is like whoa Wills is like I could care less um Jonathan's is like whatever Nancy's is like oh my gosh my little brother loves someone it's a very sweet face and Lucas's is my favorite of all times it's like well 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 (laughs) so funny and then Elle comes out which we know later she obviously heard spoiler from the final episode but she comes out and she says what's everyone talking about and Lucas to continue with his glance is like nothing we're just talking about stuff it's so funny I rewound it to watch him with that face that face made me laugh so hard that just like well 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 I don't know how I feel about that scene I don't know who I agree with because on one hand, Max is right. Like, the only way they're going to be able to fight this thing is with L. And on the other hand, Eleven can barely speak English. And it definitely is like they were <laughs> manipulating her. Well, I think it's like they don't really have a choice. And I think Mike understands that. They don't have a choice because she is the only yeah. one of them. But he's right. Like, they continually go back to her. It's kind of like when Max says, you know, you mean L will fight them. And she's got that blood just coming out of her nose. They've never pushed her this hard. She just whipped that, you know, blob around at the hospital. So I think his concerns are real, but I think all he's looking for is someone to say, you know, Mike, I think it's what Nancy says, like, we have to do this. You know, I know you're worried for it, but it has to be done because this is going to go out and it's going to kill other things. So I think he's just looking for any kind of concern for Wells, you know, for her well-being because he he loves her. And then there's the part where she says, you know, Mike, you have to trust me. And I think it's funny because in the background, you just see Max watching their personal moment. She's just staring at them, that like, would be me. rolling Absolutely. her eyes. That would be you. <laughs> I do it on accident. I would accidentally just be staring at their conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So Elle is in the room and she says she found him. And this is the best scene. I mean, I know that they showed this in one of the trailers, I think one of the main trailers, and it was just so, so good. She sees him. She thinks she knows what's happening. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'll mention it really quickly for anyone who's saying it. Yes, earlier she goes into the scene and she sees Billy's life story. And I think this is where everybody starts to get empathy for Billy. You see him as a kid. You see him playing baseball. You see him at the beach. You see his mom, like, loving him and his dad, beating him. And you realize, like, what a terrible, person his father was and just or maybe it's his stepfather just how he grew up because I think his father left right or maybe his mother left I can't remember his mom left and And then his dad married someone else that's right that's right guys it's coming back to me but you get this empathy for Billy that you wouldn't normally have you're like oh man is Bill do I like Billy I saw this really funny meme for COVID-19 that was like when someone tells me Billy from Stranger Things is their favorite character and it was like someone scrubbing their hands and I was like I wonder how many people do love Billy I I think it's just like his redemption story is really good and also Dacre is just so great as an actor but people have their favorite villains people love the Joker people love other villains it's early have you watched birds of prey side note i have not we bought it because we needed something to watch and it wasn't available for rental we want to watch cats but we refuse to buy it we're gonna rent it but birds of prey was like guys i don't know i don't know it's not good there's my thoughts on birds of prey Batman podcast. (laughs) Um, So we had a lot of empathy for Billy in this moment. And so this is where she goes and she thinks she's found him and she takes his hand in the bedroom and she says, Billy, and he shows her everything. And then we realize 
that, you know, she's, I don't know how to explain it. She's somewhere else. Like something has happened and Billy does the long speech that's like, oh God, what does he say? He's basically like, you shouldn't have found me because now we all see you and we're going to come and we're going to get your friends. It's that really powerful moment. like season two where Will. He does that really great speech where they do the music and Billy is just like walking up on 11 and he's like, and now we're going to destroy your friends. Oh yeah, the scene from the trailer or whatever. Yeah, and it's so good. And like this moment just bummed me out for the fact that Dacre did not get any nominations to my knowledge or awards and it's like are you kidding me Millie gets them every year and guys Millie's great I get it she's a fabulous actress but like come on Dacre like killed it this season like so good and the fact that he wasn't nominated same with Noah oh yeah Noah Noah not getting nominations is like how dare you get out (laughs) get out of my face Golden Globes get out of my face but yeah the episode ends and it's like a really powerful moment where even Eleven is like scared because she realizes she's unleashed something that's just crazy and then it fades you know to black um and we know that there's going to be an epic battle I love that scene I watched it like a couple times um so good Dacre Excellent. So that's it, guys. We reviewed it. We did an episode. That's all my notes say. Tori, what do you got to say to anybody? Anything? Stay. Things are strange. Trying to things. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I literally woke Tori up and I said, hey, we're donating to charity. I need you to help me move this box. And she's like, great. And she comes out and I'm like, you know what? This box isn't going to work. We're going to need to pack it in a bag. And she's like, okay. All right. And I'm like, you know what? I just took a shower. Can you carry this bag to the porch? And she's like, okay. My wave machine's still playing upstairs. I'm just waiting to go back to sleep. It is 10.52 in the morning. And? Oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, real quick, let's do a podcast. So this is it. We have one more to do. We've been told that we cannot interview any of the cast and crew while they're filming. Womp, womp. I wanted to do an episode with Randy. I thought it would be funny if I called him and I was like, hey, and we just talked about everything and nothing but didn't mention Stranger Things or like yeah. him being on the show or anything. I was like, that would be so funny. Um, have him do a PSA about coronavirus and washing your hands. I know. It would be the best. He's deep in the woods somewhere. I think I will message him and ask him to do that. Guys, if you see it, it was us. It was our, our brilliance. But again, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Thanks for ordering our shirts. Thanks for sending us messages. Thanks for um, just everything. If you have a business and it's Stranger Things related, I don't know that our posts would help you. But if you want to message us, if you're making buttons or pins or something, and you're um, down on your luck and you need some cash flow from those Etsy accounts or whatever, so go ahead and message me. $1,000 a post. Yeah, a thousand, <laughs> a million dollars. Send me those posts and we'll share them. We'll get the information out there so that the community can support each other. We actually have a Stranger Things season three really nice box set. Or maybe it was season two. I don't know, guys. But I was going to give it away as a giveaway. But then I was like, I don't know if I should be sending people mail. Um, I don't want to endanger any UPS workers so that I can be like, you know, Jennifer over in Missouri needs this DVD set. Jennifer so, in Missouri does need that DVD set. Watch there be a real Jennifer in Missouri be like, guys, I won? Yes, you did, Jennifer. If, you're Jen- if, if, no, if, if your you name is Jennifer mess, in Missouri, you, you message me right now. You, and you are going to get this package whenever it is safe to send mail. We appreciate you guys. Again, stay healthy. And as always, stay strange. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange. You're feeling good. Stay strange. I love you, Kelly.